0: To this week's episode of Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to each other, so they can once and for all decide who is film king of the universe. Dun, dun, dun. A new intro there. Yes. Oh, actually, no. It's to see who's got better taste. But uh, I want to be king. I want to be uh, film king of the universe. So the jury's out. The jury's out. Yeah, I'm to gonna... That's my uh, shtick now. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Hi Sam, good. I'm Hugh Dempsey. Hi Hugh, and this is Sam. Blakely, I'm Sam Blakely. him <laughs> uh, We do a film podcast about recommending mm. films to each other. So, how have you been, Sam?
1: Very well. We got our new paddling pool. That's been a lot of my life. <laughs> Got sunburn, which I always get before the end of April every year. <laughs> uh, Tell me, how many and, uh, milky much...
0: bars did you sell as a child? Did the
1: money do you well? <laughs> well, the they athletes. were on me, but uh, yeah, I didn't sell them. I gave them away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Poor business yeah. model I always thought from the milky bar whereas now, I, That's it, whereas now I've been eating them all. <laughs> so I look like some sort of big... Satsuma at the moment um, with the, with a, a really brave attempt at facial hair. <laughs> a
0: little bit of fuzz. Um, how are you going on, Hugh? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, what is it, week four now of self-isolation or social distancing? It's not self-isolation because I don't think I'm at risk, but yeah, social distancing. Um, Lockdown. I don't think I'd do well like... On the International Space Station, or prison, <laughs> or any—how
1: many people are on it? Is it like more than—is it...
0: is there more than three or four on I at any think, point? Is it no? Is it not up to like eight at a time? It's actually is it? rather roomy. <laughs> as space station's good. Does well this is this was the problem with gravity like they're
1: out on a spacewalk fixing things and he's like so what's your name <laughs> you know like like they wouldn't know each other <laughs> like he wouldn't oh wow you you went to this you're from here wow that's your surname wow you had a daughter oh my god you know all these things it's just like they're not meeting for a coffee you know <laughs> for, for well, well, you
0: you work out here as well oh my god what <laughs> the chances you know yeah, yeah. insane yeah and that
1: was lauded as being quite accurate and so on but i watched a great video of chris hadfield and, astronaut taking down gravity and, and yeah it confirmed a lot of the bullshit that i
0: suspected went on with that film it's a good film i went to see it at the cinema um but i've not watched it <laughs> since it's a, it was a one and done for me i think gravity oh yeah 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 not worth thinking about but the uh, production values on it and the effort that they went to making that film is it was ridiculous like it took them years to make it so i'm, I'm glad that it exists and it was a good, it was a good performance from everyone involved <laughs> but we're not yeah, here to... all two people. But bringing it back down to earth, Sam, this week we're right here to, to talk about Boys in the Hood, the 1991 the Hood. classic by John Singleton, written and directed, starring Cuba Goody Jr., Ice Cube, Maurice Chestnut, Lawrence Fishburne, Angela Bassett, Regina King, and Tyra Ferrell. of Ferrell. Mm, I don't know absolutely. how you pronounce that. I'm going to go with Ferrell. Um, and there's a whole host of other actors in this. It's quite an ensemble piece. Um, last week, I'm to mention, I did say it was a Spike Lee film. It's not, obviously. I'm going to quickly correct that. Um, and that was a mistake. So, yeah.
1: But you did you did say it was somebody who'd recently died. and then you did. Went, mm, but it's not Spike Lee. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, John Singleton died at the age of 51 last year. So, a bit mm. of a shame, that, really. Because uh, this film's brilliant uh hopefully you agree we'll find out as the episode debut, progresses. debut his debut film as well is not it yeah he, yeah he was 23 years old when he made this film mm. i mean
1: and as i mentioned uh, as i mentioned last week you know I'd, I'd, I'd never seen it before just something i'd never got around to probably saw scenes growing up but i'd seen don't Be a menace i also realized having watched this that a lot of it is in uh, scary movie as well yes <laughs> which is quite good um and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. So, anyway, Hugh, do you want to tell the the adoring fans out there, all
0: all both of them, um, what happens in this movie? So basically, the story is a young black boy goes to live with his father in south central la and it charts his life and the life of his friends uh, during about a seven year period so you get a time jump so you start when he's about 10 years old and then in the second half of the movie he's uh, 17 years old about to like graduate school and um it just charts maybe like a few days in his life maybe it's not that much it's maybe two or three days i think in total mm. might be a week tops no, probably longer actually, because they talk about
1: oh the uh, the, the SATs are coming up in early October. Yeah he,
0: Oc- yeah, he says October, doesn't he? And then he takes them, and then yeah, I think that might have been a continuity error. To be honest, I'm not sure because I did I did think about that mm. afterwards, but it, it feels like it's compressed into a very short period of time. Yeah, it doesn't, the, it, doesn't time you, it
1: doesn't give you it doesn't give you specific time jumps or anything like that, does it?
0: No, no, it doesn't doesn't. Uh, show them visually does it so yeah so um, the reasons basically I like this film is it's uh, well first of all it's got an amazing cast Lawrence Fishburne, Cuba Gooding Jr I think basically in his breakout role Ice Cube was only 22, 23 at the time he made wow. this and um, you know he was already a famous rap star in America um, yeah Angela Bassett when she's on screen for a few scenes is really good um, just everyone's just kind of on point for such a you know, for a direct old door, debut it's really well edited, you know, it's got a style. But that's not what's great about this film. What's great about it is it gives you an amazing insight into the people who, in growing up in these, like, really tough, rough urban environments, you know, I heard it described as essentially they're living in a war zone. What's that like? What sort of... Um, Effect that has on these young people while they're trying to mature and they're just getting on with their lives. there. you know, some of them are in bad situations, like um, Ice Cube's character uh, Doughboy, where some of them are in better situations, like Cooper Gunner Jr.'s character, who's got a girlfriend but he doesn't have a little kid. He has. He's just got. He's got his whole life ahead of him. He's just trying to navigate himself through this difficult world.
1: And I think uh, on that we have to we have to address the extent to which we're allowed to comment on this and have opinions and things. Where, where do you stand on, you know, not being from that background, that life at all? Is that an issue? Is that a limitation in us
0: commenting on this? I don't think it's a limitation. At the end of the day, it's a piece of art that we're able to criticise like any other piece of art. It's yeah. more socially driven. You know, one of the things that I think that's good about this film was that it's, it was socially relevant then and now. These The issues that happen in that film haven't been resolved Mm. Uh, was, this, still was this pre or
1: post Rodney King that was around about that time wasn't it the LA it's riots?
0: literally it was produced before it but Rodney King was attacked on the 3rd of March 1991 Jeez, right, okay. and I think the film came out in the April of that year so, <laughs> so that probably helped the week... gross
1: I would have thought yeah. <laughs> for the box
0: office yeah, was it, yeah about three was weeks that, before was let the, me double check
1: was, was that the spark for the LA riots
0: yes it what, this, this film now? No, Rodney, Rodney King. King. though, said,
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my knowledge of that is basically Bill Hicks' stand ups because he was doing it at the time and he talks about, you know, he went, he was at one of these gigs while he was in in England. He's saying, um, yeah, so I, I got. Sorry, an, it was released in October. It was released in October. So
0: it's, you know, still on oh, the no. on In the, fact, on the it's, polls. Got, it's got loads of different release dates here. It says the 22nd of July. Uh, uh, it was when they used to roll things out gradually. So yeah. it was basically by July in the US. And over here, it was, yeah, 12th of July in the United States. So, so very current. Yeah, but it was at Cannes, like a month after Rodney King.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, and but, so Bill Hicks was saying, you know, he was getting on a plane from from Los Angeles, where he lived. And they were like, oh, yeah, bye, Bill. See you later. You know, we'll, we'll look after the place. He arrives in London, <laughs> looks at a newsstand LA burns to ground. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, we shouldn't laugh. 55 people died, but, you know, it's what happened. Yeah, yeah, so when Rodney King's um, police officers, when they were acquitted in the first trial of um, not causing a criminal offence by beating (laughs) a a man half to death... um, yeah, they just it let a powder keg inside of racial yeah. tensions, not just between whites and blacks, but between uh, other ethnic minorities. There was a there was a few Korean people that died uh, during the uh, LA riots. So we could get into the whole history of it. Yeah. it. It the social political side of this film is relevant to criticism of this film and to look at this film because it was very much the zeitgeist of the time. You know how many films like. I don't know about you, but when I was watching it, it was almost hard sometimes to separate myself from Don't Be a Menace to South Central while you're drinking Juice in the Hood. Because that film parodies all the best bits of this film.
1: So closely as well. I I recognised their barbecue, you know, and I recognised, like, even from Scary Movie, I recognised. The like the American football padding <laughs> that he was wearing, yeah. <laughs> and the song that's on at the time. What's the song? Um, I, can't I can't remember. Sweet loving or something like that. Yeah, uh, and I was just like taken back to that quite a lot. I thought, oh, are they going to have sex in front of the fridge and uh, eat food off each other <laughs> in increasingly <laughs> ridiculous ways, or is that a different film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of similarity. Um,
0: so yeah, you've got great performances. Um, it's an emotionally heart-wrenching film like if you weren't i was i watched it again today so i don't think i'd seen it for probably maybe 14 or 15 16 years i remember seeing it when i was a teenager but i was maybe i can't remember how old i was unfortunately for this one i was racking my racking my brains just to try and remember but i can't and um i was in bits at the end of this film <laughs> i was genuinely crying when spoiler alert audience oh yeah, uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen spoiler, this film, spoiler when um Ricky dies mm. i was in tears I was like, this is, you know, when uh, Ice Cube, not Ice Cube, uh, Cuba Goody Junior.'s character when he's like, you know, mind his head, mind his head, and mm. then he takes it home to the mother, and when the um, his girlfriend screams with the baby in her hand, I was in bits with that. Well, he's like, the
1: one, he's the white
0: hope, isn't he? You know, is the
1: that's not the, that's not the phrase. What is it? Anyway, he's the he's the bright star. He's the hope. Yeah, it's them all. He's, he's going to go to university and might be a NFL player and all that.
0: Yeah, uh, or might, or at least be a businessman and you yeah. know, get out of the hood, essentially, which what seems to be a lot of people's aspirations in this film, mm-hmm. other than Lawrence Fishburne's, who just wants the hood to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they could have. There was so much packed into it. I was, on reflection of this, I was like, well. They could have gone with teenage pregnancy, that's, and childhood, you know, what did, you know, uh, Ricky's character literally is a dad at 17 already, mm. but they just ignore it. It's like, well, that's just how it is. Or they could have looked at um, Ice Cube's drug dealing business. It, it's barely shown. All that happens is one person comes up and buys some drugs off him. Yeah. And one person asks for someone He tells them to piss off, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keep your babies off the street. Yeah. It could have looked at, all sorts of different aspects, but it's just, no, we're going to follow them through this few weeks or months of these men. It's a, it's a story of about coming of age and essentially it's like stand by me for the hood without being horrible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, there's literally almost scene for scene uh, a bit mm. that's that stand by me. Stood, parody, stood on train tracks and he says, do you want to see a dead body? <laughs> it's about yeah. four years after stand by me came
0: out or five years after it came out yeah yeah, which it's a you know you you can you can almost contrast them those mm. two scenes in your head almost when they're walking down the tracks at the beginning and, yeah, yeah you know bits from stand by me and yeah it's interesting that people yeah I like what else do I like about this film I, just, I do like the social commentary about it it is prevalent it was relevant at the time I think Singleton was a little unlucky maybe to not win Best Director or Best um, best Screenplay or something. He should have won something for this film, I feel, at the Academy Awards. Do we know um, what did? It must have been... No yes. Uh, it was Silence of the Lambs director. It basically Ooh. Silence of the Lambs cleaned up. Right. So it's it's hard to argue. It was against a tough film. Yeah. Which was probably more relevant for the Academy, but as a debut film, Jesus H. Christ, at 23, I think he should have won, <laughs> personally in my opinion um are there
1: any things you don't like about the film
0: um
1: or that you think I might th- not like to be
0: honest there wasn't that much that I didn't like about it it is a little bit preachy mm. and it maybe might seem a bit it's very stylized and I don't know if that works in favour of it or against it I think when I, I remember when I watched it when I was younger it, it felt quite jarring but on reflection now I just watch it and I just go well that's the style that this is trying to to convey you know um so I enjoyed that the second time round. Yeah, the only thing I really put here was it 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 comes across as a bit sanctimonious, mm. a bit preachy, a bit, you know, we're all in this together, but not everyone really thinks that kind of way. Um, there's a bit where it's like, oh, Lawrence Fishburne's character says, oh, well, it's culturally biased except the maths, mm. uh, which is interesting in that he's correct 100%. So it's like... But do I agree with that? Well, yeah, it probably is. It is culturally biased. People who read Victorian novels and great <laughs> novels from people in the nineteenth century, very few of them are going to be writing having black authors on them. Or well, do you know, people's... there's a
1: there's a big history of that there's um in the First World War when the when America was trying to. Uh, have a better like idea of who was enlisting and so on they gave intelligence tests and these intelligence mm. tests to look back at them now they're so ludicrously biased there's one which was i might get this wrong um washington is to adams as one as first is to and oh, right. so you've got to know the order of the presidents basically and then yeah. things like um what is crisco is it a brand of this is it a cleaning agent is it this and it was just it was like ludicrously uh, culturally biased
0: yeah, especially in 1915, you're what, 45 years removed from the Civil War? Yeah, well... Or 1917. Uh, 50 so years, 40,
1: yeah. Sorry, 50, yeah, not 45. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. Um, why well, do you think I might like
0: it? For all the reasons I listed, I think you would appreciate um, the the story, the narrative's coming-of-age narrative, they're always done right, they're well... Um, Whilst it, is, whilst it could be perceived as preachy, it's not to the point where you're... It's It doesn't condemn the teenage pregnancy or the teenage mother, does it? It just says she had a baby and mm-hmm. he had a baby at 17. And there's a look that the, um, the university administrator gives him or the admissions officer gives him when he realises it's his kid, but he's still kind of positive about it he's not he's, yeah, just he's like, actually well, that's quite it, isn't
1: it he's actually quite friendly and accommodating even to his drug dealer brother who's outside and all that sort of stuff he's yeah actually quite
0: accommodating. yeah so i don't know what would you maybe what, yeah i think you like you appreciate the narrative you appreciate the story You appreciate that it's a unique look at uh, something um, but it has some universal values to it i think as well which is important um I do. I think you liked. I think you liked this film. I don't think you didn't like it. You again. You might have thought it was a little preachy, but I can't think of any other criticisms. I think I put the music has not dated well, and there's mm. some scenes where the music's a bit intrusive. Um, one of the, I think uh, the the love scene between uh, Cooper Gooding <laughs> Jr. and Brandy. The music's really bad in that scene.
1: It's funny actually. There's, there was a scene. You know, the scene where um, Trey, the- where Trey's dad. Uh, furious, he's getting the gun because there's something yeah, in the house. Yeah, and there's the jazz. It sounds like something from Lethal Weapon, or maybe like Lethal Weapon Six that yeah. they're making. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There is a little bit,
0: yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that's yeah. It was a, a motif, wasn't it, of the mm. 80s cinema, yeah, thing, yeah, kind yeah. of urban grit sort of thing. And <laughs> but apparently the uh, the soundtrack went golden was top of the top of the hip hop um, well, charts. So clearly it was there was some good in there. It that worked at the I time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so coming up after the break, we're going to find out what Sam thought of Boys in the Hood. Mm, did it make it to Sam's Jams? Hello and welcome back to Please Watch This. So now we're going to get Sam's jam. So Sam, would you make jam of Boys in the Hood? <laughs> Does that, is that a
1: sentence that makes sense?
0: Did you understand it?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all it <laughs> is. That's all it is. So here's the here's the situation. We we say what's good, what's bad. Um, yeah, I, I agree with I agree with all the things you say in terms of what's good about it. Like the the importance of it, the insight of it. Um, certainly, probably more at the time than now. In the sense of, that there's more things that I've seen since. You know, like I've mentioned a couple of times, I love the wire. And I've been uh, hammering through those recently, so it's a lot on my mind. Actually, those those kind of big issues of race in America, poverty in mm. America, um, drugs, and and all that sort of stuff. Um, but no, it is important. And we talked briefly earlier about you know how much we can we can comment on it, and I do feel like we're allowed to comment on it. We just don't have we don't we're not able to say whether that that is a truthful view or not. Yeah. you know, neither of us have been young black men in South Central LA, but. Yeah, we can we can critique I mean, it. As that a was that one summer, but I mean, yeah, but but we'll have to talk about it as a, you know, because of course, of course we are. Uh, yeah, really important. It's it's. I think that's what Furious um, does as well. He's some Malcolm X, you know, sort of. Not, I would I would say prototype, but it's it's years after. He's kind of a bit Malcolm X, isn't he? You know, that's that seems to be the look he was going for. I thought. I don't know if. Yeah, that... no,
0: it's yeah, he does a little bit, yeah. He's got the um, he's got the glasses, I guess. <laughs> That's about it. Know, wear, he has a suit on, but it's not the one that Malcolm X wore, but No, it's, no, it's...
1: he's not literally dressed as Malcolm X with the same glasses on, but he's that he's a very strong paternal black figure. Yeah. You know, in, in that type and, and he's and he's not shying away from things. He's he's that speech he gives about gentrification and so on, that's very, that's some, I, think, I feel like that's a bit of a Malcolm X kind of statement or speech.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Know, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know enough about Malcolm no, I, I, get, I, get, I get where you're coming bit.
0: from though with it. Yeah. It's very, yeah. he's, uh, he's not like, he's not, I don't know. How do you, yeah. Like you said, he's strong. He's authoritarian almost, but he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's He's uh, very clear in what he says. He's, he's not. You know, he's like in that scene about the gentrification. He says to, um, he says to the Ricky he says, "Oh, Ricky, don't be afraid of your own people." You know, it's the nineties. Yeah, it's the nineties. It's the nineties, man. <laughs>
1: too, yeah, exactly. It's too yeah, late it's for the... us to be scared of our own people. And he is a really strong figure, a really strong voice in this film as well. Very, very necessary. Very necessary because one of the big themes not necessarily just in this but in, in commentaries about the life of black men especially in America and drugs and all that sort of stuff is the lack of father figures that for some reason, statistically there's just a much strong like much larger uh, absence of father figures really and he sees mm. there as this sort of father figure throughout the film as being strong and like you say authoritarian but But for a reason, and he explains that very well to his son, you know, I'm teaching you responsibility and so on. And I thought that was that was really important. And it it does it does strike all kinds of chords, really. Um, And for a lot of people, I'm imagining this was, you know, the first real insight they had into this. I mean, I don't know, can you think of anything like this before this? Let's say just your um, average kind of white-bred American in Ohio or something like
0: that. I've not seen Do the Right Thing, so I don't know if there's any figures like that right, in that film, yeah, which I know true. came out before this. Uh, Malcolm X, I'm trying to think when that came out. Uh, that might have been 19... I can't remember if that was 1990. Uh, let me right. check that. I'll quickly check it. Cause, but although I did see that film after I saw this one, and that's really good as well. We might do that one day. What, on the, the, the one pod. with um, Denzel? With Denzel, yeah. yeah it's was really it was
1: all as that, really? I, I always think of that as being like... Could be nightfall. late nineties. It's knows. not late nineties. It's early nineties. Right? Okay, uh, I might, I might check that out. Tell you now. But like I say, very you know, it's very powerful insight. Probably you know, very important for for young black, well, for black people. No, ninety two. So it came out after. This right. World. oh, right. Bloody hell. That really surprises me. That I, I always feel, like, I always think of that as being like ten years after that. Um, yeah. So the you know, it's really good. Like you say, it's very effective. There's the the music as all as kind of outdated. Is is does add to things because it it does, when it needs to be dramatic, it has that, that melodrama and the sort of, and the pointlessness, pointlessness, uh, of, of death, you know, the, the, Mm -hmm. the the way that it's literally somebody bumps into um, Ricky once and then Doughboy um, shows a gun and then, that ends up with four, five people dead, whatever, six people dead. Yeah. Number of people dead, four totally, people. totally pointless. Plus, <laughs> turboy.
0: Eventually, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so it, you know, it has that. That, like you say, there are lots of threads. It's a, it's a, it's a coming of age film and a slice of life film. So at certain parts of the film was like, okay, well, so what is the plot? What's going to be the plot of this film? What's what's going to be the major thread? And it didn't really have a major thread, really. But then I thought, well, you know, like you say, it is a slice of life coming-of-age film you yeah. sort of allowed that you know th- like the great the great ones that i think of are things like american graffiti which the, the the main plot is the next day they're all going to college so they're just that's it's their night super bad they've got to get some alcohol for a party mm. but it's just what's happening to them over the time you know these really the ones i really like like uh, fast times at richmond high is very similar even you know, american Pie has a very specific theme they've got to learn lose their virginity before prom Um, yeah or before before or on prom isn't it yeah yeah, that's right Uh, before they go to college or whatever yeah yeah yeah, before they go to college sorry yeah you're right prom's the best opportunity isn't it exactly so it's just just seeing these people's eyes but it did kind of at some point lose me a little bit especially because the first 40 minutes of a film is very important for establishing all these things Mm. Um, and so that was a i was kind of like okay which are they going for anything particular here or is it just these these people's lives and how they progress so a good and a bad thing there i think that actually it does that well without needing to be a central plot but on the other hand it could have maybe done with a more central plot because our main character is trey but what, what i mean his is a more of a growth coming of age than a because his objective in the film isn't to marry Brandy, it's to have sexy Brandy, and he's trying to convince her that he wants to marry her to do yeah. that. But other yeah. than that, he, you know, it's not like he's the one who's going to go to get the scholarship to go to uni or anything like that. Or he's he's
0: almost like our point of view character, isn't he? Yeah, because you know, he's quite a relatable character. You know, he's you know he's he's not into that gang life, but he knows those people. He's, he's also the, the af- he's
1: also he's our starting point into the film, isn't he? He's yeah. the one who moves to
0: Crenshaw. Yeah, he's not the athlete either, so it's that's not, not his destiny. But he, you see everything, you know, from his point of view. But he's also an active agent in the plot because it's his friend ultimately who dies, and it's his friend who is the drug dealer, and it's his friend who, you know, kills people ultimately. And yeah, like and it is his
1: arc; it's his journey mm. um, in terms of figuring out what kind of man is he going to be, uh, and so
0: on. Um, so yeah, I think that makes sense. But it's not necessarily his plot. No, do you think it could have done with maybe one more scene at the end where you f- he finds out he is going to college, and that I mean, cause he um, kinda, I think that character kind of knows he's good enough to get in. I think, mm, and there's no yeah. real tension there. It's more about is Ricky smart enough to get in, and just well, Ricky they, was they, smart. They would enough.
1: need to have they would need to have blended in earlier. I think a bit more. It's, it was very much of the all the rage, really, wasn't it? To to just have oh this happened to so-and-so
0: after this. Yeah, Earth, it was so but... peculiar that it gave, like, a little bit of text about these entirely mm. fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: where did that begin? I don't know where that started. I really do It's bugging me
0: now. I don't
1: know if it was Animal House or one of those kind of films. It was. I'm thinking it was, an, like, an 80s coming-of-age film because things like Blink-182 have, have spoofed it and I've no uh, idea Community no. have spoofed it and all that sort of stuff. There's my was... there's my reference to Community um-pour, this week. One
0: per episode, yep. Absolutely.
1: Um, I think that some of the things I didn't like then, so... I think loads of credit has to go has to go to the fact that it was made by somebody in their very early twenties. But I think also it's really evident of that that it was a, yeah. somebody's first film in lots of ways. And I think the big thing that's really it hit me about halfway through the film and it's coloured my it coloured my appreciation of the film and while I've been thinking about what I like about it, do you ever get that way? You go, like, film criticism isn't just, oh, that's a good film or a bad film. But if you, when you get one idea in your mind, it affects your ability to enjoy. It. Like, let's say with a quiet place. As soon as you realize, okay, so this, I, I, it's yeah, not it's, suspending my disbelief. Yeah. It's harder to appreciate all the good stuff about it.
0: Can I just preempt you? See if I'm yeah. right. Yeah, but- it's more than halfway through the film, though, so I don't think it will have been the bit... It wasn't many, an event.
1: It wasn't an event. Oh,
0: right, so it was just when you realised that this was written by somebody who was in their early mm, 20s, yeah. and as soon as you realised that, you felt like it affected the interactions and the dialogue that everyone was yeah. having, because it's somebody so young who's written it. Yeah. Well,
1: it, the main problem, there's no subtext in anything that anybody says. Oh, right, yeah. At all times, everybody says... What the point of that scene is? What the point of that conversation is? They say it to each other. There's no. I was, I was trying to find. I was looking back over it today. Watched it again today, trying to find the right sort of clip to show for that. And I couldn't find one specific thing. You know, if I was a script doctor, maybe at this point, if I was a better podcaster, I would have a scene or a, a bit of dialogue, and I would say, "This is what's wrong with that. This is what would be more." Subtext, but conversation has subtext. People don't always just say what they're thinking, and they don't always say, "You need to do this, and I need to do this, and this is what we're going to do." And I think if, if listener, if you watch it again and you have that in the back of your mind,
0: could are they always you, just saying what they think? Could you message? say maybe the the like the scene that lacks subtext is the scene in the cafe between um, between that's the two good, parents?
1: Yeah, that's a good one because there should be so much tension, and they just yeah. actually just say. You, you know, you did this, well, you did that, you know, that...
0: Yeah, it's a, that that a back and forth. But yeah. then, yeah, I don't know, it's one of those things, it's... Yeah, it's a very... Oh, now you said it, it's a very valid point. Mm. And I am wondering... But then maybe some people are more literal, you know, maybe that's... Well, a, this was another could thing be I a, thought... Yeah, is so that a
1: trait I, of that is that a cultural thing and but then am i patronizing and saying well you know they they just don't get subtext but there are but we know we we've got friends and we know people who don't talk in subtext you know the, the town that we're from people are very, Yorkshire, blunt and very
0: Yorkshire's very very short on subtext at times yeah and so
1: so maybe that's just that's why Alan Bennett's famous ideas because <laughs> he can talk
0: about life and everything but all it's about <laughs> is a small tea cozy
1: yeah 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 and he, and he, he nails it really so yeah, yeah I think that I think you're right that would be the scene because those two have a history and a complicated yeah. history and they're complicated characters um but it's just all out in the open, so maybe. maybe Could you imagine
0: should... a child though raised by both Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne's characters in this film? That'd be a good-looking person. <laughs> He'd also be hard <laughs> as nails, wouldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> like she's be, done yeah. very well for herself in those seven years. See how mm. nice. Like, why the kid doesn't want to live there? I have no idea. It's <laughs> great. Though. Well, he's in the Crenshaw Mathia, is isn't he? You know, that's. Yeah. Oh no, he's
1: not. No, that's. Hang
0: on nice a sec. Not. No, that's where he's from. Yeah, it's. it's... Yeah, and that's where With he's it... from. Yeah. So that but was, yeah, that, so. once that, you kind of saw that and noticed that a lot of the dialogue was very about what they were thinking, you yeah. kind of lost a little bit for you. Yeah. That's a big thing. And, and I think sometimes as well... Um, Can I count with that, actually? Go on. So going back to the thought of that I saw where somebody was saying, well, when you're in a, you know, what I saw was somebody doing a review of the film and um, he watched it. He was quite a young man. He watched it with his parents, and th- he was basically saying that his, his parents had a problem with swearing. They're quite conservative. Right. Right. They didn't really like swearing in films, but they never had an issue with it when they were watching war films because in war films they, you know, they're in situations where they're able, you know, they've got to say they say what they're feeling, and you know they're under extreme pressure and they swear a lot. And he was basically saying, well, living in these environments, these young people are going to swear a lot. So hmm. maybe living in this environment, you're going to lacks subtext because everything has to be matter of fact, otherwise it could be, you know, quite dangerous. I think there's a bit of subtext maybe about the, the football perhaps at the beginning where it's like, oh, throw me the ball and it's like you know, he's saying, don't throw him the ball. He's going to steal the ball. Don't be so stupid. You're not an idiot. Come on. I, d- I don't think say, that's if...
1: subtext. I think
0: that's that's somebody trying to con somebody. <laughs> yeah, but, the there's, reason... but there's that there re... subtext of violence, isn't there, underlying it. it's, it's If you, I don't throw the ball, he might beat me to death or sh- something like that. And that's quite possible. Mm. we have literally stood next to a dead body, you know, who's clearly wasn't... He wasn't an old man, was he? It was somebody in their teens or 20s who was I dead. Think,
1: yeah, I don't think he died in actual causes. <laughs> oh no I'm having a cardiac arrest <laughs> <laughs> um, no I don't think so I don't think that's subtext I mean there is subtext there but what I mean more is kind of you know somebody, like, I, don't, I don't know why I'm going back to this because this, this this was I think it's because stu- I studied it at GCSE and, and so did you or thereabouts um, in the Crucible where I think he's called John Proctor he is Daniel L. Lewis's character, he's talking to his wife, and they're talk she's talking about how it's really cold and it's been cold in there, but they're really talking yeah. about temperature, but they're really talking about their relationship. Um, there's another one that came to mind today that, that I'll have to I'll have to keep wearing, keep my cogs wearing in the background to, to come to. Um and it's that, that sort of thing that we're getting, and I think you're right that it would be the it would be the restaurant scene. I might play a little a little uh, thing from it now
0: <coughs> From what, sorry, the film or from
1: uh, well I would but um, Netflix is being used by too many screens so I'm not going to do that
0: <laughs> but I might, scene was it from the restaurant scene
1: the restaurant scene yeah so we, is we it a bit where she
0: basically says oh women have been raising children like this since the beginning of time or something
1: well, I think what it comes down to is that that really uh, people like people have been making films for longer and writing things for longer they get better at knowing that an actor you know, especially if you cast a really good actor like there are in this film, can do more with their eyebrows than, than people can do with in text. You know, somebody who uh, hired, I think it was Judy Dench, they said, Well, I keep having to cut away the script because I had this two paragraph speech and she just did it with the way she looked and her eyebrows, you know, um, and I could just cut it away. Or somebody doesn't have to say that they are. Uh, Tired. Oh, I really can't think of any good example, of, but, you know, somebody can be wearing something or they can do something that says
0: about them. They can convey one, the meaning through action rather than dialogue. Yeah,
1: through action, through what they're wearing, how they're talking, and the, or what Just they don't they, do. Like and especially hold, when, you get yeah. to, when you get into themes of, say, ma- manhood, masculinity, being a good man, being a father, and all those things, you don't have to have people sat down talking about those things. Right, but you can have them talking about them in a certain way, or they can yeah. they can look a certain way. You know, they don't have to spell it out the whole way. And I think when you like say with the YF say a lot of that, some of it's spoken explicitly, but a lot of the time it's it's, it's subtext and it's all it's built up. That has the benefit of being a TV show that works like a novel, so they've got the time to do that. And um, Boys in the Hood has to cram a lot more into a, a shorter period, but. That was one of the things that I struggled with. Similar, I like, another thing was the ch- the child actors are awful <laughs> in this <laughs> film.
0: I didn't think Ice Cube was very good, if I'm being brutally honest. He's good mm. in his little end speech, but he's definitely got better as the years has gone on.
1: Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, more more the children in this film. They, none of them, I thought, could act very, very well. And, you know, they're all really young children, so I can't really They didn't really have that. to act,
0: though, did they? They just had to be themselves because they were... Portraying themselves essentially,
1: and I think there was one in particular that stood out that I might have to get a clip for that, for this. Where Durboy had to say, had to basically shout at Ricky for bringing his ball and saying, "I told you you shouldn't have done it." And he basically has to shout four sentences in a row, hmm. and it really should have, should have just been one or two. He's just kind of like he's just reading four lines, you know, one <laughs> after the other.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Sam showing his professional credentials here by criticizing eleven-year-olds for eleven. That's
1: right, <laughs> from thirty years ago. Yeah, so maybe we'll maybe we'll drop <laughs> that in. There. So he's got this just four-line thing that he says, and, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard to criticize Charlie because how how many good ten-year-old actors are there? Just like I mean, have you seen them? the Harry Potter films? The first few, <laughs> yeah. Even though good actors were, were not that good uh, at yeah. that point. Um, right, okay. I think one, else? one one final thing as well, because it is trying to cram a lot in. Um mm. it's difficult to care about that many things in that short a time. So for example, his relationship with Brandy. I don't know why we're supposed to care about that. Yeah. I, I don't really get the sense that he loves her. I don't really get the sense that she loves him. I don't know why we're supposed to love her. We don't spend enough time with her to love her. We 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 you know, we could really like Trey because we've been hanging out with him for the whole film, but mm. I don't really care about their relationship at all he clearly just wants to have sex with her yeah it's not like Romeo and Juliet are some you know
0: yeah no I get that others.
1: yeah no um, that's
0: fair enough it's almost like they're just going through the motions of being teenagers aren't they this is what you do in your teenage: you have a girlfriend you have yeah. sex with them and then you go off to college or you move on or whatever <laughs> speak for yourself mate okay i will <laughs> Good. speaking of speaking for myself mm. let's get on to uh favorite scenes Sam. what was your favorite scene
1: <laughs> well a scene that i was going to mention earlier to sort of uh encapsulate everything i like and dislike about this film was not my favorite scene but i think definitely a contender and that is when furious styles is giving the the sermon on the mount in front of the billboard in compton <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, it's a good scene, isn't
1: it? So it's got all the good things about this film. It's got a really, really insightful message um, for America at the time. It's showing how great that character is, the kids are learning things. But what I don't like about that scene is, why are the crowd gathering? I mean,
0: maybe that's what people do in that situation (laughs) there in that part of the world. Oh, look, there's
1: three people talking. Let's all congregate. But in a not yeah, that's, we'll, we'll, that's a fair point. When we start walking, we'll look menacing. But by the time we get there, we're just a huddle of nice people <laughs> waiting to hear this speech. And it is a brilliant speech, you know, because it's got a complicated message. It's not just the white man has put us here, and and we need to feel injustice, and we need to kill the white man. It's um with there's this injustice, and we need to, but we need to deal with it, and we need to get better. And you know, as much as as much as this gentrification process is making us take drugs, sell drugs, kill each other, we need to be better than that. And I just think it it just does such a good job of conveying that really complicated message of not just victim, but they're not just
0: victims. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Although, what would you say about... So his message is that, ultimately, is we're not victims, you've got to look after if your own future, and that he says that to, you know, the young man who comes up to him, and he says... But could you criticise it though and say, Well, look, you know, that's all well and good, but like the young man says, What if someone you know, I shoot at somebody first because they're gonna kill me? And his response to that is, Well you've got to think about your future, which <laughs> in that moment he is thinking about his future, isn't he? Yeah, he, he could wants you criticize to be alive. The message there?
1: I mean, yeah, I think he's speaking more generally though, isn't he? Like you know, so with Doughboy for example, if he had taken on these words, uh, he wouldn't have shown a gun to the guys at the what- what was that event? Where did they go? Do you know, in the night time, what was that event?
0: Uh, I've no idea. They were just all hanging out, weren't they? Because you got to think they're all like, if they're all under 21, they can't exactly go to the club, can they?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's definitely... 70s. Anyway, the, the nighttime event where, you know, they meet the guys who eventually kill everybody and then they get killed. Um, yeah, if Doughboy had had that in his mind, you know, he's, he's going to be a better man. He's, if if furious was his dad in that moment he wouldn't have shown a gun he would have thought about his future and it wouldn't have led to five people dying
0: i don't know i mean furious does you know he's the guy who shoots for a guy's head and says he's lucky when he uh gets home invaded and the true. guy comes to steal stuff so maybe he wouldn't maybe he w- i mean well you can see what what um trey does and Trey obviously. Doesn't carry a gun and yeah. has no aspirations to do that. So Just get out of there, he, and he gets pulled over by yeah. the
1: most again, most kind of on the nose uh, cop. I do like the fact that the guy that the the cop who is harassing them, and I won't use the word, but he's saying, you know, it'd be one less of those on the street. I quite like the fact that yeah. it's a black man doing that. It's kind of like Samuel Jackson in Django Unchained, you know, that kind of yeah, you know, self-loathing black man who, hates yeah. who hates black people Bernie
0: Mac's really funny and uh, don't be a menace with that he's like I hit the blacks in my ass, <laughs> <laughs> I the blacks in my teeth <laughs> I couldn't watch that without thinking of Bernie Mac in that scene <laughs> that's unfortunate that's one of the unfortunate sides of watching a funny parody film
1: well that's true <laughs> and it makes it impossible to watch the original and in fact going back to the subtext thing a film that came out this year Queen and Slim I I'd yeah. highly recommend um, the listeners to watch to please watch this there's a similar scene where they're pulled over they're two black people they're pulled over by a white guy and he, at no point is saying oh I hate n-words he, it's subtext mm. it's very obvious to them and to us what's happening but it's it's not and this is the message that I'm conveying you know mm. I'd recommend that for them. okay any other scenes that you want so that wasn't my favourite scene my favourite scene is after Ricky's shot Trey goes back home to get the gun, and Furious, his father, is there to to stop him. And uh, you know he's very sympathetic. He's, I'm sorry for your fr- about your friend, but th- you've now got this choice to make, and your life's not going to be run by you know anger and fear and violence and all those kind of things. And uh, it's a really brilliant scene because it's a great speech. It seems like it's working, and then it doesn't work.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was such. I'd forgotten that's what happened in the film. Uh, totally forgotten about. It. It's such a great. Uh, misdirect, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he doesn't go out to look for him, he just sits there twiddling his <laughs> stress balls. <laughs> the stress balls are great motif. For a man who's uh, all about action and philosophy, you think he would have gone and looked for his son to stop him from making that mistake. You know, it, I know he yeah. makes the emphasising of all his own man, he makes his own decisions, but I, I, maybe a little bit irresponsible there, but maybe he's like, well, I don't want to get shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what I really Could like be. is
1: the, the sound of him playing with stress balls that plays over the next scene. It adds such a tension. There's a, you know, yeah, it's very clever, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really well done. Is that your favourite scene? Um. So... I've got three favourite scenes. Well, that's, I think um, you've forgotten. You've sort of negated the word favourite. Yeah, it's
0: hard to separate the three out. Oh, right. um, I think the most emotionally powerful scene is when Ricky gets shot. Um, yeah. You know when he's when the man who shoots him with the world's greatest shot. shot he's <laughs> <Olympics. laughs> he somehow you
1: know? he's like in that film. The what is it called? Wanted you know like how he can, <laughs> curve bullets. He can keep all of the book shot in one space 50 yards away a moving
0: target just curve the curve the bullet I got this <laughs> yeah um, yeah so that bit's just where he's like hold his head hold his head and you can see how upset they all are and you know they're all dealing with it in different ways um, my other favourite scene is the one immediately after that and it, when he takes it home, they take Ricky's body home to his mother and there's all the screaming and the crying. So much screaming. There's a a baby in that scene. And even... um, Doughboy. Doughboy's trying to get the baby off. Yeah, him. yeah I was, I was, the, glad, I was glad that somebody
1: acknowledged. Don't take the baby yeah. over to its dead father. Yeah,
0: and that's even thinking about it, it's quite stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, don't let he doesn't need to see this. Yeah, yeah so that that's really powerful. It was but a very it scene... was a
1: very melodramatic um, scream from I don't know a name actually uh, Ricky's uh, well baby mama. Yeah, not a very um, good actress, I thought. Very herky uh, her
0: her um, performance there. Bless her. A little bit, but she, you know that scream. She, I mean, you don't know how you would react in that situation. You know, do you? I would scream. If your, your significant you know, other, p- potential future husband has mm. just been murdered at seventeen. Yeah. Um, but I do like the fishing scene the most probably mm, yeah. on second yeah. watch I think that's my favourite scene because he's essentially sat there giving you know the life according to furious <laughs> um, furious styles you know this is and he's but he's very you know it's like don't join the army mm. it's not you know it's not, there's, the, uh, the army's no place for a black man and you see that echoing when he's talking to Ricky later on in the film where he's telling you know don't join the arm. You know. You know what my dad says. You know. He's, he remembers these messages and yeah, yeah, keeps yeah. him kind of down the right track because he knows that. You know. He's learnt lessons from his father, which is great. Um Well, that's it. Yeah, he, get...
1: he's got the strong father figure that uh, that Ricky doesn't have in that sense. You know, giving those yeah, three
0: yeah. bombs. Yeah, and it's just a it's it's a fun scene as well because they're having fun as well. You know, it ends it's a it's one of the more like enjoyable bits of the film because no one dies <laughs> no one i love that he just says what unsalted. do you know about sex you know like his way yeah. of dealing
1: with really healthy i think way of dealing with that conversation it's like what do you know about sex <laughs>
0: oh you think it's as simple as that <laughs> you put your th- if you put your thing in it, nine months later you get a baby <laughs> yeah yeah so speaking of quotes what's your favorite quote from the film Sam?
1: from that scene Yeah, from that scene, and it's the sort of thing that I think a lot of people have probably had as a Facebook status over the years and all that. Any fool with a dick can make a baby, but only a real man can raise his children. And because it's really difficult to raise a child, as as you know, I've got a child, uh, and it's difficult. And I'm always perplexed by absent fathers. Those, you know, that old story of oh, he went out for some cigarettes and never came back. I've never got my head around that, as you know, I just don't understand it. Um, And. It speaks to this film doesn't it it speaks to the one of the major social issues among young black men in America
0: yeah yeah indeed um I would say my favourite line is when that little speech that Doughboy does give at the end and he's like I turned on the TV this morning they had this shit on about you know about living in in a violent world showed all these foreign places I started thinking man either they don't know show or they don't care about what's going on in the hood yeah and yeah. it, it it's yeah, that's exactly it, isn't it? It's like there's nothing he says, he later goes on to say there's nothing there. You know, my brother wasn't on that news report essentially. But again, you know, it's it's, about
1: it's what's good and bad about this film. It's got a really strong message, but it just tells you that message down the
0: lens. There was a line that stood out for me this time on second watching was um when they do confront the other gang at the um the car <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it. I have no idea. Like, it, call them, do they call them like are they ride-alongs or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They, we don't really have it in this. I'm country. sure there's a word they use. They must for do. it, but I can't remember. It must be. I think they, he just says where they are, doesn't he? He doesn't say right, what it is. Right. I think he says the down, or they're at so and so. Um, but I can't remember the line. And it's the, the girl in the other gang, and she just says, can't we just have one night where no fighting and nobody gets shot? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. that's how bad it is, is it, you know?
1: I think it's the same girl who says, why, whenever you talk about women, do you call them hoes, bitches, no, or hoochies? It's, is no, that it's different. Girl? But that's also, I think, a really yeah. good line, because up until that point, you're like, yeah, they always
0: just refer to girls as nursing,
1: to their face,
0: Yeah, to people they know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, it's awful, isn't it? And he doesn't even... He, because, he's because like, you are. He said, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't say it any other way. He's just like, because in his world, that's what they are to yeah, him. Yeah. And yeah. that's they're delineated so specifically into that category of yeah, almost like a worthlessness, a second class you know, citizen. Just, yeah, absolutely. Essentially, yeah. Um, I also there's some great lines in this film. You know, that's um, the bit when he, he's waiting for the police, you know, to file the police report and. Um, the officer says something wrong and Furious just says something wrong yeah it's just you're too it's just too bad you don't know what it is yeah. brother yeah yeah that's great <laughs> that is great yeah, it's, yeah and he, he's got a that, lot of great lines the, of Furious the, They're they're both arseholes, though, in that scene. (laughs) Because Furious is angry that he had to wait an hour. He's like, my stun's out here Mm. all night. And then the guy uses the N-word about saying, you're a shame you didn't (laughs) shoot him. And that sets Siles off to say what he says. Both of them handle it very poorly. Yeah, and he even even Um,
1: says to his partner, no need to do the paperwork on this one.
0: And yeah, and Angela Bassett, when she says, what you did is no different from what mothers have been doing from the beginning of time. You know, he almost wants to be... You know, appreciated for being a a, a, a father, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, yeah. I, def- I definitely like,
1: found that. You're just being a parent, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, like a I don't know if if a dad's out in a playground with his daughter and she's got a shoes on the wrong way around people go oh he's trying <laughs> but if a mother's out with her <laughs> daughter, it's like this negligent mother <laughs> she's got yeah. her shoes on backwards this is nuts you know it's uh you do get a lot more credit as a man <laughs>
0: as a father <laughs>
1: for just doing the exact same just, thing just for doing the absolute that. basic principles yeah yeah but
0: you're right yeah. there's some there's some great lines in this film. yeah so how many times has lily gone without her shoes on the right foot
1: when i go out with her uh sixty percent of the time. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it's a solid figure. Yeah, but I, I still you, get these adoring you looks, you know from old old nans <laughs> in
0: the part. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing I bet that must be one of the things about having a kid is women want you more <laughs> It's like nope
1: I've got I'm sorted. <laughs> what the babe magnets sort of carry the you know the Yeah, they yeah. love that shit. Yeah, <laughs> while I'm, I'm wearing a baby around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good I am good anyway. at tying up long hair now. Congratulations. Congratulations! Chicks dig that. Yeah, okay. I've heard. Is that right? Do you do it to your own girlfriend?
0: <laughs> Come here, I'll do your hair for you. And she's like, "No, yeah, leave I me alone, I'm a grown woman." <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this since I was eight. <laughs> I'm probably younger. Yeah. I've been doing it since I was six years old. To yeah. To can you me. braid yet? No,
1: not really. I mean, you know, Nick's good enough at it that I don't have to, so...
0: Oh, but what if she's, one day she's away for a week or something, you know? Ponytails every day. Ponytails every day. Rightio. Um, and the, yeah, that's all my favourite lines. Yeah. Sam, Mm. would you like to hear about the critics' response now or after the break? You know what,
1: I feel like I need a break after all this hijinks. (laughs) okay
0: so we will have uh, a break break. so what we'll do we're gonna have a quick break and afterwards we're gonna get the critics response we're gonna get the social media response Mm -hmm. and we're gonna have a big fat quiz of five whole questions so join us after the break Hello and welcome back. So, Sam, we're now going to do the critics. Da, 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 da. Now, who is our favourite critic in the world? I would say probably Roger Ebert, followed by Mark Kermode. It, so singular, but yes, the one and only Roger Ebert. God rest his soul. Roger had some things to say about Boys in the Hood. Would you like to hear some? I'm of intrigued. Them? I think he probably would like it. You? Well, you're on the edge of your seat. Held <laughs> by that response. So Rogers says, "Boys in the Hood" is one of the best American films of recent years. Told you. See, high, high praise to be yeah, in. huge. The movie is a thoughtful, realistic look at young men's coming of age, and also a human drama of rare power. That's high praise yeah. indeed. Uh, Academy Award-winning material. Uh, Singleton is a director who brings together two attributes not always found in the same film. He has a subject and he has a style. The film is not only important, but also a joy to watch. I agree. Was agree. Yeah. <laughs> because his camera is so confident and he wins such natural performances from his actors. How many stars do you think Big Rod Not Roger the gave kid it? actors.
1: Uh, well, based on that, four.
0: That's entirely how many he gave it. Do you four. agree with all that he says there? No, but uh, you know it's Rog, so he wins. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised myself actually how much he loved it. Um, yeah. Well, genuinely. I think
1: at the it this is it. Like it must have been so big, like such a new thing at the time. Like you say, the mm. style and all these things that uh, only in retrospect I think does it uh, do the flaws show themselves
0: yeah fair enough um, so I've got a, have got a yeah, the next review here is from Peter Bradshaw in The Guardian oh, yeah. now this is from 2016 on the 25th anniversary so this is a respect- retrospective so he's got he's got the
1: article. he's got the benefit of hindsight
0: yeah he's got the old 2020 yeah so he says, in last year's NWA movie, Straight Out of Compton, Ice Cube is shown being furious with Eazy-E for calling it an after-school special. So this is what Eazy-E said, um, Boys in the Hood was at the time. Right, right. And... Bradshaw continues to say, "It's way more than that. Boys in the Hood is a, pre- pa- sorry, Boys in the Hood is a passionate drama shot with fluency and style, a study of what amounts to life during wartime, with people grimly used to gunfire and helicopters thudding overhead." Maybe we should explain what an after-school special is. Um, so, after school, you get a TV show, and it's special.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it tends to be a parable, doesn't no, it? it? It's some sort of like moralistic, don't do drugs, kids kind of kind of thing. You
0: know, very melodramatic, very I mean, hokey. Just out of interest, how old do you think our audience is that listens to this? <laughs> do you tell me? <laughs> I don't think that. I think they're familiar. What enough? I'm sure they can work out one after school special. Well, probably.
1: But I was just thinking, then you know, we didn't get them. No, we didn't. You know, but and I don't think a, I don't know. But maybe a 20 year old wouldn't know because. Well, I don't know, but anyway, you know, it, it's a preachy, messagey. They had father role. figures then. That's that's probably <laughs> that must be it. There's there's what the media call millennials, but are actually Gen Zers, um, yep. which is really annoying. Yeah, so that's quite interesting actually when it comes to
0: we'll come to the social media engagement soon because another person had a similar thing to say uh yeah in, in that regard so speaking of that so we tweeted out uh the other day saying we're doing this boys in the hood um what did you think of it and have your views changed since you saw it so we put that out there and one of the best responses we got was from a man called ben evans and ben said still one of the best films i've ever seen Um, He goes on to say, I love the characters, the realism, how fresh it was for the time, and how it's still so relevant today. When it was released, it was thought it would be... Sorry, when it was released, he uh, goes on to say he thought it would bring a change in attitude, that it was such an eye-opener, basically. So he's saying, you know, that film was such an eye-opener that it would bring a social change, essentially. Yeah, Um,
1: yeah, I, I remember reading about this and he's... He's talking about... He's just a big fan. He's a big fan of the film, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Phil Ben. Um, he goes on to say, "'But sadly not much appears to have changed since then in South Central.'" Um, it's a timeless film that really captures the period and never hides away from the violence or poverty it depicts. The violence never feels gratuitous. It serves the narrative perfectly. Singleton was way ahead at the time, and this is still up there with the greatest directorial debuts. So, yeah, he's uh, very, very positive about it. Yeah. He's right about the the use of violence. I think there's a gratuitous use of nipples in this film. <laughs> <right> there. <laughs> there and there is one shot that tracks that young woman's butt <laughs> <laughs> just for like a second right, it's just low camera angle it that's an up. establishing shot that dominoes. you know gets you right into the yeah. barbecue spirit um so we went on to ask is there any flaws in the film and ben commented saying i think one of the central conceits of the film that trey needed his father to turn him into a man that hasn't aged well plenty of men out there raised by single mothers apart from that it's difficult to find a fault um, it's a fair point he makes you know if things have changed maybe in that, that attitude uh, it paints a bleak picture but 100% believable yeah so it's um, a, a big fan another yeah and it, that's pretty much echoed uh, a gentleman called Mark Anthony Ayling he says still thinks still think it's a belter um Christine Brown just re-watched it a week or two ago and nope, it's still a powerful film, still love it, so she means, you know, how she's saying no, that it's still aged well. So yeah, it's got some really positives on the uh, old social media. Mark
1: Anthony Ayling also, he, he mentioned Menace to Society as well, kind of as a double bill. Is that a film you've seen yeah. before? I haven't, no. Do you know anything about it? I, tend... I mean, is, there, is, there, is it also single I, do you know I don't really something? know something about
0: it. I have no idea. Um, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Or I might have seen bits of it, or I've seen it parodied in Don't Be a Menace to South Central. You drinking your juice in the hood. Yeah,
1: well, that's it. It's really hard to separate, isn't it? So is this by the Hughes brothers? But yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll watch that and then get back to you on a on a future episode. Yep. That will be really good. Oh, we Sounds got, like a plan. We do you have one other social media uh, a twitty, twitty? Go I'll on. Take then. That uh, from the syndemic Twitter. nerd. Twitter syndemic nerds, they basically said they need to watch it again. It's a classic. Uh, and you know we, we passed on the happy message that it is now on Netflix in the UK so for our listeners out there if you haven't seen The Boys in the Hood or if you haven't seen it for a while
0: now is your chance right Sam so how many Easy E t-shirts out of 10 would you give <laughs> this film
1: well because because my review's been very two-sided I'm going to leave it two ratings nine for Importance Nine easy E T-shirts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm running out of uh, vowels there. Um, nine for importance. A seven for execution. Because I do think it has those flaws, okay. and I, and I do think it's a bit of an after-school
0: special. Okay, so. What's that? 16, so overall 8 out of 10. If <laughs> <laughs> average it out. Is that right? Fantastic. this? what 7? Yeah, yeah, yeah six. 16, yeah, you're right. 7 and 9,
1: yeah. yeah. 8 out of 10 is pretty good.
0: Fantastic. Well, that's a positive right there. Would you recommend the film? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Would you show it in class? Maybe if you suddenly took up teaching... Film studies or English or something like that. <laughs> I
1: do think this, one, it's a funny thing that's happened actually since being a teacher. Whenever I watch a TV show or a film or read a book, I always think, oh, how would I what, how would I show this to my students? And I do have a, a folder on the kind of online-y, moodily blackboard thing where I just put loads of links and films and books and all that sort of stuff.
0: The day sounds extraordinarily exciting. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm unique in that, in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready for a quiz then? Never been ready, am I? Yeah, you've been enjoying all the quizzes lately, uh, whilst <sighs> so we're many, in lockdown. So many quizzes social distancing. Lockdown. yeah, so many quizzes, I love lo- it. Yeah, fantastic. So, question one, what university or college, as they say in America, uh, does Ricky get an interview for? Damn it! Knew I should
1: have paid attention to that. Uh, no, I don't know. What's the first letter? U. Was that like University of something?
0: <laughs> Potentially uh, Washington. I mean, if I give you any more, it'd be cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give you. I'd be giving you the answer. What is it? Um, university of Southern California, USC. USC. It's the university that uh, John Singleton went to. Right, right, that's good, that's good. Yeah, it's quite autobiographical, Yeah, uh, this film. Apparently the scene where the man breaks into the house is something that actually happened to him. Right, right. Okay, question two. So, what are Furious Styles? Three rules. Oh, shit. <laughs> um... Just to, while you think about that, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a few seconds to think. Okay. I just thought recently, listeners, I think the questions have been a bit too easy for Sam. I agree. I think he's been doing too well, so I thought I'd up the difficulty a little bit this week. So if he gets them all wrong this week, then I'll make it easier next week, or the next time I present. And, but if he gets these all right, we'll carry on with this level of difficulty.
1: No, I like I like this level of difficulty. It keeps me on my toes, and I'm really struggling. Is it? Uh, I've, I've even sort of basically forgotten the context. Is it the, the rules of? The house, or is it rules of life? No,
0: so there, there is a scene where he gives rules the rules of, of the house. He lays down the rules of the, the house. This is the fishing three rules, isn't it? Yeah, these are the ones that he asks Oh yeah, to always, look, always
1: look people in the eye, because yep. they That's one. trust you more or whatever. Don't respect somebody who doesn't respect you.
0: Correct, and what was the second one? And um, The second one... Uh, I'll give you a clue, it's in regards to... Ob- obtaining things. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's never be afraid to ask for anything. Stealing isn't necessary. Good.
1: That's it. I'm really surprised. I don't know where the two came from, but yeah, I'm I'm glad I got two out of three there.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll give you a two-thirds of a mark. (laughs) That'll be nice. Okay, question three. One out of how many black men will be murdered in their lifetime?
1: I couldn't believe this. Was it uh, one in 20? One in, f- one in five. You're nearly there. No, Twenty percent. Not one in five. <laughs> no, yeah, one, one in twenty-one. <laughs> let's see.
0: It is, one in one twenty-one. Done. Well done.
1: Yeah, I don't, when like I saw that, read. I thought, "Wow, that that doesn't sound right at all."
0: Yeah, it's mentalism, it? <laughs> yeah. and it be at the hands of. he goes on to say, yeah. "It be at the hands of another black man." Yeah. Um, okay, question four. What score did Ricky need to get on his SATs to get into college? Seven
1: hundred. And he got seven. He did.
0: 10. I was just going to say, for an extra mark, can you uh, yeah. break them down? What did you? do? He... Close. It was. Uh... Yes, no, oh, you're correct. Well done. Yeah. Sorry. Cheers, mate. Well done. Thanks. Two marks there, so you've made up some ground. Sweet. Well done. Sweet, sweet. And finally, what college does Trey go to? Um, More reading here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you figure out how I got my questions? <laughs>
1: you watched the film on mute and thought right what could he still get right uh that's gonna bug me now um does it give with an i
0: no uh, with an M. i'll give you the first letter with an M. it's not a f- it's in this country it's not a famous college yeah that was it. i think that's
1: why it's not sticking in my head because it's yeah
0: go on what was it uh so he goes to morehouse college in atlanta georgia now for an extra mark where does brandy go Jesus! Oh, she goes... It does tell you where she goes. She goes somewhere else.
1: Yeah, so he's in Georgia, she's in... (laughs) She she goes to rural Oklahoma.
0: (laughs) No, she goes... She's in Georgia. Right. It does tell you that. No, I don't know. It's uh, Bellman College. I have actually heard of that college. Yeah. It's famous.
1: This is the first time for a while that I've watched the film and forgotten that I would be quizzed on it afterwards and didn't really (laughs)
0: put any of these things in my memory hole. Ma- magic, right, in <laughs> your memory hole <laughs> okay um, I think we're learning a lot about Sam this evening <laughs> right, well that was a paltry um, two out of seven there so yeah, I think Shit. we've, so maybe I might make a question easier next no, week no, no, or no, you no. Just need keep to them this hard, I just need to remember that there's going to be a quiz next when i watching the film that's good, right, well that was Boys in the Hood, I feel like Boys have all grown as people,
1: I'm, I'm glad to have watched it, I think it's it's such an important film, and based on you know we got a lot more engagement on Twitter than we have for a lot of f- films. It means a lot to a lot of people, and uh, yeah. I'm glad to have finally watch it because I feel like I've seen it. You know, when I watched it, I was like, pretty sure I've seen all this, but
0: maybe it's just from playing San Andreas and watching Don't Be a menace. Yeah, there's a lot of San Andreas in that in that film, isn't yeah. there? There a lot of uh, this film is San Andreas, yeah, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> San Andreas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, retrospectively. Yeah, to the point where you mix people up from that film, <laughs> from that game and the film. Yeah. Yeah, like I forgot that. Isn't it in San Andreas, like the one who looks like Doughboy essentially becomes his enemy and he has to kill him? And Carl's <laughs> play... Yeah, it, Carl's not real. Like, he's is, he, is Carl Cuba Gooding Jr. in that <laughs> game? I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I almost forgot. You know, I was like, oh, they don't live in a cul de sac. Oh, no, wait, that's GTA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how long it had been since I'd, I'd, um, I'd watched it. Yeah. Right, Sam. So, that's it. That's this week's that's episode. Boys done. In
1: the Hood. Only one or two more things to talk about. Key, yeah, key what are we thing. What we're going to watch next. Being, well, What we're going to watch next week. Yeah, you're supposed to ask me that. I know. Not, not, you know yeah.
0: What do you think it is? <laughs> you tell me.
1: So, next week we're going to watch. The I think 2015 film Me, Earl and the Dying Girl. Hugh, what do you know about this film? um, I think it's about
0: Earl, somebody, and a dying girl. Right. Anything else? Girl dies in it, or is dying. I don't know. She, <laughs> might, she might live to the end of the film, but die after it. In two weeks after she buried her brother, I can neither confirm nor deny. So, oh, we're going So you, to... I'm. I'm really glad I don't know anything about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it's 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 a, it went right under the radar. This film. It's got some indie buzz, but is that because it's shit? <laughs> we'll find out next week. Now, Hugh, if yeah. they want to get in touch with us and tell us how well you read out the social media engagements,
0: how can they get in touch with us? Well, they can email us. Good. That That is a possibility. <laughs> what, However, in 1991? They... What are you on about?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to contextualise the email bit, like you do every week. No, they can just get on a
0: normal computer and email oh, right. us. So...
1: Oh, they can use their phone, these days. <laughs> uh, do you want to give them any more details? Or
0: Oh yeah, they can get us at pod at gmail.com.
1: Sweet, right. sweet. Right. You can also get on the Twitter and talk to us on the Twitter
0: at watch pod. Hang on, hang on, stop, 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 stop. However, if they do have access to a time machine, <laughs> and they, because look, I would prefer it if it had that watermark that paper used to have in the 90s. It doesn't really have it anymore. Yeah. What they need to do is they need to invent a time machine or get access to one. Maybe they might know somebody's invented one. They can go back in time. Preferably go before the riots to relief. when this film was made, so you don't end up in a riot, cause no one wants to be in a it's riot. Not really, little these days. Um, They need to go to, like, an internet cafe. If preferable, on like a tiny monitor, like the the brandy has in her uh, room, <laughs> what would that'd it? be preferable. And type out an email to us. Yeah, I mean that's years in the future from that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way they can do yeah. it. Yeah, I mean I preferred the the first way, obviously, because that's just more logical. Well,
1: mm, like say, but, yeah. prefer yeah. the watermark. Sorry, uh, no, it's a, you were it's saying. A Where can they find it's a us? I was, I really felt we were missing something this week without that. Uh, yeah, so Twitter. You can also get onto the Twitter and get in touch with us at Please Watch Pod. Uh, So all that's left to be said is uh, we love you lots and we'll talk to you next week, mates. Take
0: care. Bye.
1: Bye.